Hey guys, welcome back to From Unworthy to Unstoppable. I'm your host, Katie, and guys, I have something lined up for you today that's a little bit different than what I usually post, but bear with me because I definitely feel like even if you're not in network marketing, even if you're not in a position in corporate America that you need leadership skills, there are still lessons in this episode that are applicable to everyday life. So I hope you guys get a ton of value out of it. When you do, feel free to share it to your social media stories. Feel free to share it to your teams. Feel free to send it to somebody you love. I appreciate those of you that are continuing to send those five-star reviews. Thank you so much for always being in my quarter and supporting me. You guys are my tribe, and I literally cannot thank you and love you enough for that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and we'll see you soon. Okay. So I was reading John Maxwell, of course, uh, and he was talking about leadership is influence and opportunity. So a huge distinction for me this last weekend, I don't remember who said it, um, but they based, I think it was Lisa Grossman. She was talking about how motivation doesn't last. And she used like the typical thing, the, the quote that we hear all the time, like that's why we recommend it daily, whatever. Um, but then she kind of rolled into the fact that inspiration does. And when, however she worded it, it flicked something on in my brain where I specifically remembered how many times I've heard that you need to lead with inspired action. So motivation doesn't last, but inspiration does. So from a leadership standpoint, we can cheer people on, we can support them all we want, but if we're doing that, it is a rinse and repeat daily day in cycle. Like it's not going to last long enough for them to actually get any value out of it. However, if we're leading with inspired action, it's something that truly lasts a longer amount of time, enough time that they start to start believing in themselves enough to duplicate the actions that they're seeing. Motivation gets you going, but discipline keeps you growing. I don't that like that's kind of not really in flow with what I was talking about, but I felt like it was really important to repeat that because it just makes sense. Like motivation will dissipate, motivation will go away, and it's something that you can't pour all of your energy into as a leader to just be like the rah rah, let's go. But if we can teach our teams discipline through leading by inspired action. It's a stick and stay and get your pay situation. So what I want to encourage every single one of you on the screen to remember is that you are a leader now. And I know that we call this like the leadership Zoom, the leadership chat, like the leadership core, whatever. But I really want you to like put that in your heart that you are a leader in all sense of the word. It doesn't matter what rank you are. It doesn't matter what your personal volume looks like. It doesn't matter what your personal motivation is right now. I know we're all gassed up and fired up after this weekend and starting 75 hard, but you are a leader right now and you have full permission to start leading right now, but you have to start from where you are. You have to use what you can. And what's something that John Maxwell said that hit me in the gut really, really hard um, was basically he said, if you don't do what you can with what you have now, why do you feel you're entitled to more? Like if you aren't utilizing what you have in front of you, how are you entitled to more? If you aren't taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you, how do you think that you have the ability to gain more opportunities in the future? Like why would, why would God give you more opportunities if you're not even using what he gave you already? So start with what you have, lead from where you are and understand like it doesn't matter what your resources are. It doesn't matter what your personal volume is. It doesn't matter what your team size is. None of that matters. Just start with what you have and use what you have so that it continues to build. Leadership is determined by how you see and seize opportunities. I love this. So I will read it again because I saw like a side eye. (laughs) 
Leadership is determined by how you see and seize opportunities. So when we have different things happen in our lives, um, to find, you know, I know you've heard Jesse Lee say it before. I don't remember what book it's from, but like the obstacle is the way. I want you to start thinking about the fact that like all the obstacles that you are facing are an opportunity for you to gain a leadership perspective. They're an opportunity for you to flex that leadership muscle. Every single obstacle that you encounter, every single one of your teammates is going to encounter as well. So use it as an opportunity to grow and flex that muscle and to start leading by inspired action by overcoming those obstacles. Um, Your influence (laughs) is created by multiple different pillars in the relationships that you create with people. But influence and opportunity are literally like a chicken and egg situation. They feed into each other. There's no start. There's no end. It's just they feed into each other. So when you create more influence, you create more opportunities. When you create more opportunities, you create more influence. And it's this like never-ending repetitive cycle. So they're equally important. So if you don't have one, you can't have the other. And if you don't have either, you can't have leadership. So how do we develop influence? Let's start there. So influence is basically three different stages that we can actually create relationships with people that create a level of influence within ourselves. Um, So number one is position. So this I want you guys to think about as just like, you can even think of it as a rank. Like when you hit a certain rank, you're given influence on a platter pretty much. Like people just naturally start to respect you a little bit more. Um, If you're thinking in like a corporate situation, like a CEO has influence just because of his title. Like there's nothing else that it's attached to it. It's literally just his position in the company. But the really cool part that John like expanded on in this was to no longer think about like your positional influence, but rather to think about your proximity influence. So instead of like feeling like you have to be a rank six to have influence and a value on the team, start thinking about who you have proximity to that allows you to generate that same influence. So we all have proximity to Jessie Lee. She's a legend. I mean, volume is there. Everything is there. She's basically a legend, right? Uh, So by having that proximity, we're already creating influence for ourselves. If you think about how people talk to you that are not on the empire, are not part of this team, they value our opinion and the things that we can teach them because we have that proximity. So that's a level of influence that you all have access to. And it's not just Jesse Lee. It's literally anybody in your life. If you are like have close close proximity or a close relationship with somebody in your community that has influence, that influence trickles to you as well because you have access to that and you can help spread their influence. It's like a symbiotic relationship for lack of a better way to explain it. So he says, don't seek position seek proximity. So get the rank out of your head, get the the sales goal out of your head, whatever. Figure out how you can get within closer to the fire because we all know that proximity is power, right? And this just kind of breaks it down a little bit more about why. Um, So I want you to think about who do I need to connect with to increase this area of my influence? What powerful connections can I make that will help increase my influence and help me to build stronger relationships? Number two way that we can influence people is through respect. Respect is obviously built through time, um, but when you build respect with somebody, they actually give you permission to lead them. So it's the same thing as like current credibility. When you, when any of you say like, 
I hit MVP multiplier, you immediately gain influence. You immediately gain the, like, I don't want to say upper hand, but it is kind of like the upper hand. Like you gain that respect from them because you earned it, because you worked for it. It's gained over time, but it's also gained on difficult ground. So anything that you can overcome is going to gain you respect within the organization. They see you do things that other people won't. Like this is the easiest thing that we can build on. The things that we can show our organizations that we do every day that other people naturally won't will actually gain their respect for you because they realize that, they recognize that even on a subconscious level that you're a little bit extra, like in a good way, right? Um, So start thinking about ways that you can start highlighting and showcasing more of those things that you do every single day that most people won't. Show them how many Zooms you get on a day. Show them that you, I love, love that Amelie posted the selfie in the chat last night of printing off the trackers. Like snowball effect, right? Like your domino effect or whatever you want to say. Like she printed it off. Most people wouldn't, but because she did that, it created influence, it created respect, and it created a natural copycat scenario, which is what we want. So what can you do to show your organization the stuff that you're doing that most people won't? Tell them you're doing 75 hard. Tell them you're tracking your homework. Show them that you're, you know, hitting MVP multiplier. God, I hope you guys are bragging that up like nobody's business because that is huge, right? Um, Another way that we can earn people's respect is to give credit to others, even if we deserve the credit. So even if you bust your tail and you are the one behind the scenes pulling the strings to make something happen, give credit to somebody else. Even if they played like a very small role, give it to them because people see the truth. They know the truth. They know that whatever happened because you were there and because you helped it make it happen, but they also see your ability to take a step back and highlight somebody else and they naturally will respect you for that. It's the same if I can highlight, I, I'm just going to use Jesse Lee as an example for pretty much all of these because it's, it's something in front of our faces, right? Um, but like the way that she gives credit to, to, let's say like the way she gives credit to Brooke for Empire U, like yes, Brooke worked her face off, but if Jesse Lee hadn't like funded it and pulled the strings and put it together in the first place, it wouldn't have existed. So how can you give credit where credit is due, even if it is due to you? Um, the next way we can build respect really easily is making difficult decisions. And then it just kind of goes back to like do things most people won't. <laughs> like sometimes when you avoid conflict, you're actually uh disabling your own ability to create and generate respect within your organization. So allow yourself to have those hard conversations, allow yourself to make those difficult decisions. They may not appreciate it in the moment, but they will respect you for it. So that's a huge distinction. Um, The last tip on creating respect and building that level of influence is help them watch you do something that they admire. So this sounds like It can literally be anything, but if you naturally attract, I'm just going to use spirituality because there's a bunch of you on this screen that relate to that. But like if you naturally attract a ton of people that are very spiritual, they're very religious, they have a very strong faith. If you start doing lives about your faith and spirituality and you get uncomfortable, but they admire you for it, you're building respect. 
because they want to emulate that. It's something that they don't think they can do, but they admire your ability to do it. So what can you do that you can show your organization that, like we said before, that most people won't do, but that they can admire? So one of the things that like I know that I need to get back to talking about more is when I was constantly talking about prepping for a competition, people started to respect me for that because it was a and something that they would probably never ever do in their life, but they admired it. They admired the commitment for doing it. So you could think of anything in your life, but just start, start showcasing that more. The last stage of building influence is likability. And you guys are all really, really good at this, so I don't feel like we need to spend a lot of time on it, but this is the relationship portion of it. Like this is literally becoming people's friends. This is touching people with, you're touching their heart before you ask for their hand. Does that make sense? So like make sure that they have that strong relationship with you. It goes back to what we shared a couple weeks ago about being vulnerable with our organizations. Like give them a reason to believe that you are actually more than just their upline or their sponsor or their leader. Like that you are a human being who genuinely cares about their success here. It's going to build your, your likability, build that relationship, and inevitably build your influence with them. Um, intentionally putting others first. I don't have to cover that. I feel like sometimes we maybe go overboard <laughs> with this one, but it is important to, to constantly try and spotlight, especially the new promoters coming in. Like If we have an opportunity to step up as leaders, it's a great opportunity to instead step back and encourage somebody else to take that spotlight too. Um, know their name. I mean, that, that goes, I don't have to explain that. Names are super, super powerful. Find a way that you can start remembering people's names, remember their faces, remember their kids' names, remember their husbands' names, that kind of thing. Um, builds really strong relationships. Also, he suggests have an experience with them. So if you're able to get in person with these people, um, which yay, a lot of us were able to this weekend, um, but, and, and Penny was able to experience it with Jody, like super powerful, create like an in-person experience. Then what you can do is remember something that happened during that experience and refer back to it as often as you can. So that's the key point there is that because then they realize that you were actually present in that situation, that it actually sticks out in your mind and it gives them this sense of like, hey, I was important that day. Um, so think about how you can create those experiences, but then also refer back to them. All right, so that in an essence are the three ways that we can build influence within our organizations. But we also need to build opportunity. Like I said, they feed into each other. The more influence you have, the more opportunities that will present themselves. And the more opportunities that present themselves, the more influence you will have. And overall, the more you have of both of those, the more leadership you're able to build. So opportunities, we need to ask questions intentionally. The reason that the top leaders are the top leaders is because they are really, really good at asking questions. And when you ask a question, you create opportunity because you create that ability for you to connect with them and realize what their pain point is. You realize where the solution can be. Overall, it just helps you to create an actual opportunity out of that conversation. So ask better questions, ask more questions, become a professional question asker. <laughs> um, the next way that we build more opportunity is simply by taking action. So I think we all kind of know that, like you sit on your hands, it's going to be really hard to find opportunities presenting themselves. But if you are in the trenches with them, you will find opportunities of ways that you can train things. You can find opportunities of ways that you can connect with them. 
you can find opportunities for growth in general, um, but you have to actually be moving. And you have to, while you're moving, understand that a door may open. And if you don't act on it immediately, we talked about it in the five second rule, obviously today, but if you don't open it on immediately, either the universe will close it or your mind will close it for you. So if you see an open door, an open opportunity, an opening of any sort, you have to be on your game to take it before it can close. And then also understand that every single door you go through, every single opening that you find may not have the answers that you're looking for in it. But I guarantee when you get into that room after walking through the door, you're going to notice another door. So opportunities lead to opportunities. The better you become at creating them and accepting them and taking them on immediately, the more that you will start generating more opportunities. Prepare for opportunity. Stay ready and prepared in case the time comes. So he talked about using this as an example. Um, He literally created two sermons before he even completed his degree. And he mastered presenting those sermons. And that was his way of being prepared for when the opportunity comes, for when he could take advantage of a situation without like feeling like he had to flounder, without hesitating. He had that stuff in the back of his pocket. So I want you guys to think about it. What are some things that you are super passionate about? Create trainings around them now. Perfect the training around them now. Do a podcast on it. Do a YouTube on it. Do a Facebook Live on it. Whatever that looks like for you, practice it, write it out, tweak it, rewrite it. Pretend at this exact second that if somebody came to you two weeks from now and said, hey, I really need some more speakers at my event. Do you feel like you might be able to come help out? You could maybe talk about something that you feel passionate about. You would be ready. (laughs) So how can you prepare yourself to be ready? Like if we have a training situation like tonight's perfect example, like do you have a mindset training in the back of your pocket that you can just whip out and nail? That's being ready. That's being set in advance for that opportunity to open and poised to take advantage of it. Um, the same thing comes with like creating systems, talking to your customers, anything like that. Like how can you prepare right now so that when the opportunity strikes, you are ready? Um, start thinking about like, do you have the closes nailed down that you just like, you know, in your soul are like the close, like you have it mastered. Have you mastered that yet? Cause I know I haven't. Like, but that comes with preparation as well. So if you had somebody come to you today, tonight, they messaged you and let's say it's an Instagram influencer with 3 million followers and they said, tell me more about what you do. Are you ready? I'm not. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I am not. I would barf. I would scramble. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be looking through scripts in the empire. Like, I would totally hesitate. So think about it on that level too. Like, how can you prepare for what you want to come into your life, be prepared so that when it actually does, you're ready. All right, um, don't hesitate. So I talked about that a little bit before, but with opportunities, if you see just a slight in, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to take advantage of it. You have to be ready to pounce on it. Five seconds and it's gone. Um, so overall, like I said, opportunity and influence work hand in hand. An opportunity, in case you guys are just kind of confused on what that means, it literally just means that it's a moment in time that allows you to grow in your leadership. That's all opportunity is. 
So literally everywhere you look, every single day, every hour of every day probably, there are opportunities that are presenting themselves. There are opportunities for you to stretch yourself and get uncomfortable. You just have to become really aware and being able to pounce on them and take advantage of them. Because when you create more opportunities, you create more influence because most people will not pounce on opportunities. So remember how we said one way to create influence is do things people won't? Pounce on your opportunities, it creates more influence, and when you have influence and opportunity, you are a leader. So think about the way that you look at Jessie Lee. Why do you see her as a leader? She has influence, and she's really, really freaking good at creating and taking opportunities. Like, I don't know any, obviously don't know anybody else that could call Eric Worre and say, hey, I really need a, a video for my team. Can you help us out? That's an opportunity. That is creating an opportunity. She's a freaking master at it, and it's why we look up to her as a leader. So think about ways that you can also do that in your own organizations as well. All right, so that's all I got for you guys. Sheesh, I told you it was going to be a little bit different. I hope you guys, like I said, got some value out of this. If you did, make sure that you're putting it in your social media stories. Feel free to tag me with your biggest takeaway. I would love to see it. I'm on Instagram at I am KDVG. You can find me on there. I have blue hair, kind of hard to miss. <laughs> but I love hearing back from all of you, and I love being able to get some feedback so I can make this exactly what you need to hear every single week. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart for those five-star reviews. Thank you for sharing it in your stories. Thank you for telling your teams and tagging those that you love. I cannot express enough gratitude to those of you that are truly my tribe and truly backing me on this. So love you guys and we'll talk to you later.